I have weird opinions, I dress weird, I am quirky, you know, that just didn't really fit into the more cookie-cutter thing of how Luxembourg functions. You know, you have the jobs that are respectable, you become a banker or a teacher, those are the things Tax you do. Dodger. Tax dodger. <laughs> that's actually only for the big companies, you know, that's like the Amazons and the Ebays. I know, but I have to put that one in. As, <laughs> yeah, it's great, but I just want to put that straight once and for all. The people of Luxembourg pay a lot of tax, unfortunately, but the big companies are the ones that get to tax evade in the burg because we got laws around that. Okay. Uh <laughs> Hello, welcome to Comedy with an Accent podcast. I'm your Taiwanese comedian, Quan Wen. I interview comedians who perform English stand-up comedy but who are not native English speakers or they can have a very distinct British regional accent. This podcast is all about comedy, about accent, about languages, and about the comedy technique. So stay tuned if you're interested. Oh gosh, what did I get myself into? All right, cool. I'm excited. Alex, by the way, are we starting? Yeah, it's all, it's all recorded. Oh, so you don't do this the ah. I was just making sure, I was giving you guys a little second. So we already started. Oh. <laughs> we just said it. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Comedy with an Accent podcast. Now, Alex, our technician, don't go. I need to start <laughs> with a question. Don't go. Don't go. Yeah. Na, 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 na. You know the envelope. Na, na, let go. Mm, no, Too old a reference. Anyway, Alex, I... our guest today, well, actually, she said it in case you didn't hear it. And could you talk to me a little bit more? Yes, do you want me to, to really exaggerate my accent? No, that's enough. Right, where is she from? Where is she from? You always put me on the spot. <laughs> Whoa! Get the money's worth, innit? <laughs> Extra service. I would be shocked if you got it. More than that. Question number one. Yeah. Does she sound like a native English speaker? No. No, I'm sorry, darling. No. But it's only because of a slight twang. It doesn't it's something How dare like you? can ask for a 10% refund from Radar. Okay. <laughs> Question number two. Where is she from? You know, my feelings are a little hurt, so I don't know that I... I feel like Central Europe, maybe like Germany... Ouch! Oh my gosh, I am actually... After this podcast, I'm going to go home and cry. (laughs) (laughs) But he was spot on, though. I mean, a German accent would have been strong. You would have had a stronger accent. Does she even have any hint of a German accent? I don't think so. Not to me, because that... Part of Europe, I feel like there's that type of twang. I think it's your demeanor, so you don't look as trashy uh, as... <laughs> now the actress thumbs up. Hi everyone, today our guest is Anne Klein from Luxembourg. What? <laughs> close. Yeah, That's you close. you speaking. It Come would on. have been you impossible would... to get the exact yeah, I, answer. Yeah, I would have been shocked if you'd known. Yeah. Uh... It was offensive, but it was a good attempt. And we can see where he was <laughs> It wasn't coming. offensive as such, and I apologize to all Germans, but it's just... Luxembourger doesn't like being called German. I don't think any country <laughs> at all. But I love all my German friends. Except Argentinians. But anyway. <laughs> Hi, Anne. How are you? Hi, Quinn. I'm very well, thank you. 10 a.m. We are. Oh, <laughs> it's too early. 10 a.m. on a Monday morning. I don't know. She's so professional. I don't know how she agreed to this. <laughs> I think I see a little bit of regret in her eyes. But anyway, we're going to get through the recording. I'm going to start with this question. Tu parles français plus couramment? And it's from Luxembourg. Yes. I don't even know where to start. I think you're the only Luxembourgish. That word sounds like a curse word. Luxembourgish comedian in the UK. Oh, that is. Yep. 
Factually true. I, I think, think so. so. A country of just short of 646,000 people. <laughs> wow, you've really done your research. To this day, the term research is diluted. All you need is Wikipedia. <laughs> basic. It's not like I had to go to the library. No, like, but you, the still, Britannica, please? you still had to go through the effort of looking it up. Most people would have just said, what's the population of Luxembourg? And then I would have had to respond. Well, actually, it was a byproduct because I was on YouTube and trying to type in what does Luxembourgish sound like? Oh. And that guy went through all the trials to explain the size of Luxembourg, the oh. population of Luxembourg. I even learned one fact that there are about 18 to 19 percent of Portuguese-speaking people living in Luxembourg. Mm, I thought it was more than that, but there's... Yeah, <laughs> no, there are. We have a lot of Portuguese people in Luxembourg, yeah. When you said casually, I thought it was more than that. There's a hint of Farage a la Luxembourg. <laughs> no, I'm just... I did not say whether I thought that was a good thing or not. I just, I know there's a lot of Portuguese people in Luxembourg. It's, okay. Uh, okay, it but, was just a mousetrap, a rabbit hole. I how was... dare you, how dare you? You want to lead me into a clickbaity thing. I won't do it. Okay, Anne Klein, Anna Klein. Is it technically, you're not Anne, you're like Anna or... I'm on. On. I think people don't even necessarily need to speak German to know Klein means little. Yes. So you're the opposite for Ariana Grande. Oh! And Stuart Law, uh, Stuart Laws. <laughs> Stuart Little, the mouse, technically my brother. I know Stuart Law is your creative partner, but yes. I don't think he I should was... be getting any airtime. No, on a my apologies. That was podcast. a. I don't know what his accent. Is. It was a Freudian slip. I meant to talk about a mouse called Stuart Little. And then you thought of Stuart Law, so we know your opinion of it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so I open the question mm. on answerability of German and French because they are both official languages of Luxembourg. Yep. And because of Luxembourg's position, people switch between languages depending on who they are talking to. And even in the same conversation with the same person, you might also jump between languages, yeah, right? Yeah, we do have a tendency to do that. My best friend, she lives in Germany and she's Belgian and from Luxembourg. So in a... What does that mean? She's Belgian <laughs> from Luxembourg? Well, just like the Portuguese in Luxembourg. Like, she's got the Luxembourgish nationality. She grew up in Luxembourg. Her parents are Belgian. Her family is from Belgium, you know. <laughs> and she lives in Germany. She's now married to a German guy and we were working on her you like you call that surrender <laughs> okay should it do too much to, to, it is, to World War II joke to be honest that was a hard blow <laughs> imagine, imagine their bedtime talk like occupy me I do not want to imagine my best friend in bed with her husband do you or imagine do you? no <laughs> Imagine your friends in having uh, sexual relations. Well, depending on how hot their partner is. <laughs> right, well, then she let you finish the anecdote. So your friend, a Belgian lady who's from Luxembourg, married a German guy. Yes, we were preparing their wedding invitation, blah, blah. And we talked to each other in Luxembourgish, German, French, English, and sometimes a little bit of Spanish, even though we speak no Spanish, but we just throw in some silly sentences here right. and there. And we were just talking like that the whole time. And then her husband turned around and he was like, oh my God, can you just choose one language? <laughs> And we didn't even realize we I'm were doing sorry, it. We're just... But this German guy really has to work on his intolerance. <laughs> <laughs> but he only understands 
one of those languages. No, it's not true. He understands a couple. But if you're just standing there, like, cooking and listening to two people just completely switching around the whole time, it's quite stressful. Okay. That's yeah. a very interesting and perfectly fitting anecdote for this podcast. But under what circumstances you feel like... So, let's say, for example, do you remember what's the initiating language you talked to her? Luxembourgish. Luxembourgish. And why did it veer off the track? Because we enjoy it. Oh, so it's not like you touch upon a subject, you feel like you can explore the subject more when you speak no. of Deutsch and... No, <laughs> German has never been the... Actually, no, I do this a lot with a friend. If it becomes more like serious talk... If we talk about emotion, we tend to go into English. If we try and be like just silly, we do German with a weird accent. Okay, it really baffles me. I'm not judging here. I thought when you go emotional, go deep, you would go to your mother tongue. But why would you... Well, one Luxembourgish uh, doesn't have that much vocabulary. You'd have to describe a lot of things in English where you have the exact words to describe what you want to say. Name one example, would you? Oh, gosh. Um, oh, it's too early. I'm tired. What about the word? Oh, I learned this word only last year. Cathartic. Cathartic? Yeah. What did you freeze? I'm trying to think how I would say that in Luxembourgish. But is that a good example? I think, yeah. It's so hard for me to translate. I'm either in one language or another, but translating like I find really hard. Maybe you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's an example of saying that it's just much easier and straight to the point when yeah. you use English to talk about something, whereas exactly. in Luxembourg you have to wobble on yes. around the top. Yeah. And also I think there is a certain, you distance yourself slightly from it. So it's easier to talk about your feelings in a different language because it's like not so close. It doesn't feel quite so unsafe. Almost like your own therapist. <laughs> yeah. And you yourself, whatever happened, became the object. I suppose a little bit does create some distance. Also, I think something. This now I'm therapy. I'm doing therapy. But um, I. Uh, I'm gonna charge you this time. <laughs> <laughs> I've really come into myself as a person when I moved away from Luxembourg, and the language I use was always English. So I feel closer to my own feelings and emotions when I speak English than when I speak Luxembourgish because I didn't really have the habit of talking about personal things so much in that language. Ah, okay. So we need to clarify a little bit. You say that the language I use was always or has always been English, but you meant the point you arrived here. Yeah, well... And you were able to truly be yourself. Exactly. And from that point onward, it has always been English. You felt the absolute liberty in self-expression. That's correct. But also, it wasn't here that I started using it a lot. I studied hotel management in Switzerland, and that school was also in English. So from the moment I left Luxembourg, English was my right. dominant language. There's some sort of self repressed version of you when you were at home speaking Luxembourgish yeah. and English liberated you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> deep. Oh boy. <laughs> That's way too deep at the start of the My market. apologies. That's what you get from me. Because I wanted to talk about the hot fact of Luxembourg, but I think we need to seize the momentum. <laughs> The interview you did with ARA City Radio, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you talk about in Luxembourg, you were an oddball. It's a small country yeah. and it's a bit villagey. Yeah. But your royal family are not even king or queen, they're the <laughs> Grand Duke. How dare you! Anyway, <laughs> can you explain a little bit why you couldn't be yourself at home? I mean, I'm also putting that on it. Luxembourg is quite... But why? Like, you are a very talented performer. Thank you. I'm very afraid of commenting on female performers. Look, but you are a very pretty person. Oh, so why you. would you... It doesn't make sense to me. Why? Um, well, one, I became this person. Obviously, I wasn't... Are you talking about, like, a princess diary? Like, <laughs> 
Yes. She's Someone... trying to hint whatever Anne Hathaway has been caused in, she can take it. Just give her a chance. Anyway. That's right. I had a coach the other day and she said to me, you have this thing where you're like completely unspectacular and then... <laughs> Was the coach German? But that also, sentence just came out. <laughs> but also stunning. And I was like, okay, I don't know what to do with this. But yeah, I mean, that's not the first time I've I've, I've been asked to I audition for. I hope after that horrible statement, he gave you a really funny simile, like. No. Mashed potato. Like mashed like, potato. No, that would like make it worse. Mac and cheese. <laughs> fried bacon. Like, company. That's horrible. You're making it worse. No, okay. I will eventually find one. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got into the comedy writing mode. I've, after the shock statement, you come up with a twist, the element of surprise. Yeah. No, didn't happen. So, she just left me there <laughs> to cry. So I'm a very not spectacular person. I'm a little you plain. Were. I was. Thank you, therapist. And the Gangenheim um, passed. <laughs> yes, uh, this is um, cognitive behavioral therapy happening right here. Um, <laughs> often been told I'm useless. Also drama teachers telling me, gosh, what you did in there was insulting all of this in Luxembourg. And me saying, oh, I want to train as an actor. And they go, I don't think you've got it. I've been put down a lot. I... But is that a Luxembourgish <clears throat> cultural trait? No. Or you just were unlucky with your teachers? I was just too weird for them. They didn't really know what to do with me. I was just an oddball. I have my own opinions. I have weird opinions. I dress weird. I am quirky. You know, that just didn't really fit into the more cookie cutter thing of how Luxembourg functions. You know, you have the jobs that are respectable. You become a banker or a teacher. Those are the things Text you do. Dodger. Text dodger. <laughs> that's actually only for the big companies. You know, that's like the Amazons and the Ebays. I know, but I have to put that one in. As, <laughs> yeah, it's great. But I just want to put that straight once and for all. The people of Luxembourg pay a lot of tax, unfortunately, but the big companies are the ones that get to tax evade in the burg because we got laws around that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so come, come. But yes, it was that. It's just not the country where you can explore your weirder sides, let's say. You know? I used an example in the interview that you would just not... You love London because you can just dress a hot dog and walk yes. around <laughs> in the tube and no one's going to bet an eyelid. To be fair, I think they might secretly film you with <laughs> Without actually looking at you, but I That's, get exactly what you yeah, mean. But yeah, but you see so much. Like I saw a woman the other day on the train. One was using tweezers and just tweezing her chin hairs on the tube, and someone else who was still wearing the curlers in her hair. It's just nobody gets. But that is, no, it's okay. I beep it. And it sounds funny when I beep it. But that's exactly why Sam Smith went to the Brits Award in that. There were so many me's of him. Right, right, right. But he takes a city like London with that. I don't really give it a shit energy to allow people to indulge themselves. You know, in Taiwan, because I've always been a big boy. I have a bit of men tits. Right. And in Taiwan, if I dress something not loose enough and shows any shape of my men tits, everyone comments on it. Really? It's like, (gasps) oh, do you not think that's too tight for you? And then I came to this country, like people, <laughs> chubby English guy, <laughs> with absolute massive tits and protruding <laughs> nipples, are so comfortable in their skin. And that's beautiful. I like, think that's, that's how we want well, to I live. Well, I wouldn't say beautiful. That's a bit too far by saying, I would say that's courageous. Good on you, mate. And then I decided to do it myself. Well, great. Which is why I, I wear this that. for you today. Oh, I it think it's lovely. It shows my men tits. You look lovely. <laughs> if I'm not allowed to talk badly about myself, no, neither are you. You look wonderful. You little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> The 
podcast is very specific about this uh, linguistic and the accent and the right. social connotation element to it. I think your English is perfect, but I'm not native English speakers, mm. and as evidenced by Alex, our technician, they can tell there's a small element yes, of foreigners. Yes, does that affect either in the acting world or in the comedy world for you? Uh, well, they say you can't play this role because you don't sound right. It doesn't make sense. That does happen, yeah. But I do find the strength of my accent changes uh, depending on how tired I am or how long I've not spoken English or whatever. I found that often English people only hear my accent once they know I have one. Right. So I've had you think lots that of. Had people... I not posed the question, he may not have noticed immediately or not. Maybe he would have. I'm. I'm not sure. Like as I said, it depends on the day and whatnot. But I've often had people think I was English for a really long time until they found out I was Luxembourgish, and then we, they would said, "Oh, now I hear the accent." Yeah. And I think that's a bit of a backwards. You don't way. even have that TV English. You don't have the Atlantic, a mix between American and British. I think your English. Quite clearly, British English to me, right. but a very lightly pronounced British English. So yeah. I do agree with you on that one. Oh, thank you. So let's say if you try to get a role in Bridgerton, mm-hmm. would they say, "Oh no, obviously, dear, you don't sound okay"? Actor CV. Yeah. What accent do you put on there? Well, my coach last week told me to put on an English accent, which yes. I I hadn't because I don't know I was shy. But actually, yes, I do have an English If accent. If Anne Hathaway can be in One Fine Day, you can do better than. <laughs> that. And yeah. also, Reese Witherspoon in The Only Thing Is Being Honest. Oh my God, her English accent is so bad. Oh no! She should pay back to the production team. Anyway, oh, right. no. I'm also I was a bit shocked by Dakota Johnson now. <laughs> Okay, so you haven't put English on. I I put it on now. I think it depends on whether I get to get into the room or not. If someone looks at my CV and they see English, German, French, Luxembourgish, they go, clearly her English isn't going to be very good. There's a lot of already preconceived idea. I think I think they'd rather have someone who's from England done. They're safe. But if I got into the room, I don't know that it would pose a huge problem. But in a way, maybe shows on Netflix like Emily in Paris is better for a multilingual, very globalized actor yeah. like you, right? Because yes. your accent will make sense easily in any of their Especially shows. Especially since I can uh, do the, you know, I can go from. Uh... It's not too difficult. No? no, because because I speak all the languages, ah. I can easily like. Pardon, mais j'ai pas de cigarette. Non, mais ça va. I can do it without. Um, Yes, but my sister is, is uh, uh, 25 years old, and uh, uh, so even if I go to Germany, it's uh, Kuntisch, weißt du? Germany. Yeah, that's wäre kein Problem. The accent is wunderbar, wunderbar. Dankeschön. So when you speak German and French, do they know you're not from Germany and France? Oh, I'm gonna get in trouble. Do you say 80 or 90? It depends on whether I'm... Uh, <laughs> Talking to a Belgian or Belgian French. or French, that's right. Or Quebecois. Or Swiss, <laughs> yeah. It depends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to adapt to uh, the person I'm talking to. What's most natural to you? <laughs> in Luxembourg, which one I mean, quatre-vingt-dix, uh, we would say, in Luxembourg, because it's more French. Okay, this sounds patronizing. For the listener who don't know French, French is a really weird system based on the multiples of 20. So their 80 is 20 times 4, and their 90 is 20 times 4 plus 10, which I think the stupidest <laughs> system ever, because they also do the telephone number in two digits. So for example, you would say 0690A77, mm. and in France, they'll become 0620 times 4 plus 18. Yes, <laughs> it's yeah. a real Really, really yes. 
But this the but Belgians don't say twenty times four plus ten. They just say non non, which is like ninety, which I yeah. think is a lot better. Same with seventy is sixty plus ten. Soixante dix, mm -hmm. yes. Et septante in in uh, Belgium. So yeah. can they tell you're not from France? Yes, I think so. I'm currently doing a play that's a monologue in French, and I've managed to get like a pretty good French accent in the end, where some people said they don't hear an accent. But what's the initial accent? A slightly Germanic or? Oddly enough, since I've come back from London, when I have like a post guy or some something doing something in my house, when I speak to him in French, he responds in English because he thinks I'm English. So I have more of an English accent now in my French than a Luxembourgish one. Do you find it funny or slightly insulting or slightly sad? No, I sad like it. I feel quite <laughs> at home in England, so it's quite nice actually. And also my hairdresser, she's like, <laughs> she'll do my hair, she'll speak to me in French, and then she'll be like, oh, Luxembourgers are the worst. I would never date a Luxembourger because she thinks I'm an expat. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, same. <laughs> In the Pokemon reference, your Ditto is a Pokemon that would take up the shape of any Pokemons. It oh, I'm sorry. I'm very... Um, but so, yeah, yeah, I'm a bit of a chameleon, I think. Okay. Yeah. What about when du Deutsch sprichst? Ich uh, spreche perfektes Deutsch. Do they think so? Though? Yes. Until I say something like, I, I do have to say this is Hochdeutsch, so it's a bit like uh, so what I'm RP, saying is when I you... speak like RP, and in Germany they know nowhere in Germany do you speak Hochdeutsch, yes. naturally. Yes. So my lack of accent is what gives it away. You speak like British Jones, English version of German. Yes. I mean by British Jones, I mean Renee Telvecker, because when she learned to do the English accent, she learned really well. Right. It doesn't have any specific trail of any specific region. Yeah, like RP, received yeah. pronunciation, yeah. which is the neutral version of English, and I speak the neutral version of German as well. But then I say things like, kannst du mir anrufen, mm. which would be, can you call me? Oh gosh, how do I say it? It's a wrong case. It, it's, you know, because yeah, it should be accusative, right? Yeah, kannst du mich, anru mich anrufen, mm -hmm. genau. But is that the Luxembourgish influence? In, yeah, in Luxembourgish we say ruf mir un, and so I translate it directly into German. But then the Austrians do also say ruf mir an. So depends on where you come from, but it's definitely not but did, did German. Did you just contradict your point? Because you were saying you're speaking RP English, uh, you're speaking Hochdeutsch, but you just gave me an example of you messed up with the Hoch. That's what I mean, like. I get away with it. I sound German until I bring in a little mistake like that. Sometimes there's little bits that flow into. So Luxembourgish is the language because there's now standardized written form. So it sounds for me when I hear it, I was like, does someone speak German and try smuggling some French words in? Yeah, people can. I mean, we've also been in Austria skiing and people asked us, oh, do all Dutch people speak German? And we're like, don't know, because we're not Dutch. It does sound like Dutch. It does sound like German, but it's its own language. The Germans closer to the border have no trouble understanding us. But the further you go, they don't understand what we're saying. So it's really not the same as German. When you grew up, you speak Luxembourgish? Yes. With your parents? Yes. You go to school, what's the first language you used? Uh, German. Well, I mean, we... Mathematics were taught in Luxembourgish or No, German? in German, in German. We are not taught anything in Luxembourgish. So we speak to each other in Luxembourgish, but all classes are in German. And then when we turn 13, our classes suddenly switch to French. 
So suddenly we have history lessons in French and I spend more time with the dictionary trying to understand what it says than actually learning history. So was it more of a struggle to get through the hurdle of becoming more fluent in French compared to German? Oh, uh, yeah, I mean... Or, or is it depending on where in Luxembourg It depends, yeah, it depends. So we also don't really have Luxembourgish TV channels, like a few, but no entertainment or anything. So I'd be growing up watching German TV and people closer to the French border would watch French TVs. Ah. So for me, German was way, way easier than French. That's yeah. really interesting because you mentioned there's not a big enough of vocabulary in Luxembourgish. Mm. Has it to do with the way that those opportunities in Luxembourgish could have developed more words? They've always been monopolized by German already. As- you know, the country is so small. There's not really much point to developing a really rich language because that's why we speak all those languages. We are just across the border. Like I drive to Belgium to go to Ikea. It's a 20 minute drive. I drive to Trier in Germany to go shopping on the weekend because it's cheaper. You know, it's a half hour drive. Like everything is so close. So those languages are much more relevant for us. And we only speak Luxembourgish amongst ourselves. So there's not really that much need to develop. But it's not language. dying though. It's not a dying language. It's not dying. I don't think so. But people are worried. Unless people Luxembourgish are worried. only marry foreigner and no Luxembourgish marry each other. Because chances yeah. are when you marry someone else and your partner's language likes to be a bigger language than Luxembourgish and the children's like, nah, I don't imagine like how Asian students send their kids to Chinese Sunday right, school. Right, right, right. I don't think any Western child would agree to go to a Sunday Luxembourg. Luxembourg. Yeah, I found not. this YouTube channel it's called like Luxembourgish with Anna. I was also on an uh, Anna. <laughs> and her followers like five digits. Like, wow, that's pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I also think Luxembourg is small enough. Like, I wouldn't say it's like minuscule. It's not a micro micro state, but yeah. it's not big. Yeah. So I can understand enough people still try to think, okay, if I live in Amsterdam, maybe it's better I learn a little bit Dutch or Swiss German is so different from high Germans. And then yeah. maybe if I'm going to work in Zurich, let me learn a bit of Swiss German. But Luxembourg is small and it's easily connected to all the other bigger countries nearby and there are only 646,000 people that speak yeah. it. And part of, I think, the issue why it's so hard for people to learn it is because we speak so many languages. So the second someone struggles with Luxembourgish and has a German accent, a French accent, an English accent, will jump in and respond in their language. Do not ask for their consent before you do that because that's rather... Don't take hurtful. this out of context. No, but at um, least you no, have the don't. capability to back it up because when I was living in Germany mm-hmm. and sometimes they hear my accent and say, oh, it's easy if I speak English. Is it? Right. And I start my normal speed of English they couldn't catch up. Right, I say, right, well, right. your English is not that great, is it? <laughs> The problem is people think we are responding in their language because we can't be bothered waiting for them to speak Luxembourgish. But I think we tend to do it out of kindness because we're like, oh gosh, you're struggling. But I speak your language, so no worry, you know. Can I learn two sentences from you then? Sure. Okay, <laughs> uh, say, Feia, Bea, Zea, Zea. Feia, Bea, Zea, Zea. Four beers, quick, quick. <laughs> Four beers. Oh, Feia, oh, ah, Feia, Bea. Yeah, schnell, schnell. Schnell, schnell. Yeah. Wiet, wiet. Uh-huh. Does that make difficult because you are foreign, but it's not really... Okay, I'm not going to say it's not a thing, but it doesn't register on people's mind. It's like, okay, she's from Luxembourg. What is Luxembourg about? You don't even have the football team that get to... Euros, you know, like the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. national image is not specific. It's not pro- yeah, that's the thing. Most people don't even know about Luxembourg. They're not aware of it. The amount of times they say, oh, is that in Switzerland? And I go, no, it's its own country. It's much bigger than Liechtenstein. Yeah, just, some I was people, just thinking of Liechtenstein. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is bigger than Liechtenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people do confuse Luxembourg and Liechtenstein. They don't know where it is. They think it's in France. You know, they think it's a, a city. Or they link it immediately to tax haven, money, banks, all of that stuff, which is fair enough. 
And then found out that there's a TV show on Amazon Prime called Patriot that's meant to be set in Luxembourg and it's shot in Prague. <laughs> so the people are like, gosh, Luxembourg is beautiful. And it is, but not like that. So I had an ex who used to work in Metz. And when I went to visit, I was like, what do we do here? I was like, I, I want to go somewhere. It's so boring. So we decided to visit Luxembourg. Right. I was like, should we book overnight hotel or something? He said, nah, I think one afternoon is enough. Yeah. That's a bit harsh, but... Well, it is enough. But but I find the medieval part of Luxembourg stunning. It's gorgeous. No, I like, like the, the valley. fact you have this little sort of citadel, the city centre. Yeah, the... the valley. But did you go to the old town, like the old part of it? And we have like an elevator taking you down into the valley. I think it's only because... Because I had too much expectation on your royal palace. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's not a thing. <laughs> and I got there, I thought, yeah. I think the one in Disneyland is a slightly Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not. It's but not, he's not a king, it's a grand duke. <laughs> that's so. right, a grand duke. Yes, okay, so yes. I'm talking about all this nonsense because you rarely talk about, I think I've only heard one joke from you. It's about the size of Lawson being small. You're making yeah, fun of that. It's not a very strong but, joke. <laughs> I think you did that because you feel obliged with the show. I, I did. Yeah, I was like, fine, I'll do a, I'll do something. But I used to not want to say where I'm from. I used to want to keep it not in my private life. Everybody knew I was Luxembourgish, but I felt like on stage, I didn't want to bring it into the mix. I but didn't. that only works when we are absolutely sure. So you made the assessment most British people don't register. You're not from here, and if that's true, I think it's absolutely fine. But if they can slightly tell, they still have a bit of accent, and you don't actually tell them where they are from, then it's gonna Offset. Well, when I first did stand-up, when we gigged together more, I think I had a stronger accent at the time. And also, I would always say I'm a foreigner, but I just wouldn't say where from. I wanted to keep them guessing. I just didn't want to... I didn't want to play into the stereotype of making my comedy all about being a foreigner. But you know that is a very strong trope. Maybe I, I would be more successful now if I'd done it. <laughs> but I've got pride. <laughs> Who needs a career? I've got my values. It's been kind of... <laughs> this one I go in. So you had to leave Luxembourg to, how to say that, to accomplish this version of you. Yes. <laughs> and then you were sent back by fate. I was indeed. But actually it was really good for me because I've come to terms with a lot of things. I've always avoided going back to Luxembourg and being forced to really spend a good amount of time there, I completely changed my opinion on it. Yeah. I got to work a lot as an actor this time. That was wonderful. So I got to, because coming to London and doing stand-up, I learned to make use of my weirdness and this time going back to Luxembourg I got to continue using that in theatre so that was great and it's good that I went back with a slightly more confident version of myself and into the arts so I found my people I found my people you find the people they existed they you do just it, didn't yeah. know where no, to find I didn't them know where to find so them. is it because this time you didn't stay with your parents <laughs> <laughs> the key different I went back to Luxembourg but I stayed away from my mom <laughs> that's a <laughs> You said that. I will not go into that. I've already divulged too much of my personal life. Yeah, I think that had something to do with it. I had my own place. I got to... No, you basically know how to protect yourself this time. Yeah, Your I did. Mental and mental well-being. And I worked in the arts. I actually... Oh, yes, someone has an INDB page who has been cast in the currently Netflix... I didn't know Luxembourg in a budget to do a police crime drama, but she's in a Capitani. That's correct. We Netflix. have lots of funding. Come to Luxembourg to make your shows. But I'm also, may I, can I say this off the record? I'm also an orphan. I'm a little bit short. 
yes, but I forgot the name of that specific okay. film. But I remember, and that film is 2023, right? Yes. Yes. So should we say that now? I don't know. Just, I just do it. No, just do it. I can't it say it. Are you saying that I should Google? <laughs> no, I don't know. You are an actor slash comedian. Yes. Based on what I gather, becoming comedian wasn't fully what you intended because you yeah. loved sitcom. You say that one of your drama teachers at RADA <laughs> told you, you're very funny. So I thought, okay, I want to write sitcom. So you took a comedy course, just try to learn the art of writing without yes. the intention to perform. Correct. But you were coerced into joining the final showcase. Co correct. And it went down well. And I was a star from the get-go. And <gasps> so I had no choice but to continue. <laughs> <laughs> so Anne started performing around 15 or 16. I returned from Berlin to London in the summer of 16. So for a year or two, we bump into each other quite a lot. Yeah. I had the more open mind level gigs at that yes, time. Yes, yeah. So what did you feel like? Am I an actor now? Am I a comedian? Is that distinction important? Yeah, I struggled a lot actually. Having left RADA and then coming back and seeing lots of actors do really well in plays and me going, oh, I'm doing stand-up. I felt a bit like I'm... Did you feel the hostility from certain comedians with people who have a bit of background in acting and a sort of dip it in comedy? I don't know if you encounter that, but I definitely sense that people would have quite negative opinions. Oh, you're only doing this because your acting wasn't really working and now we are your second best option. I didn't feel that so much, but I don't think I really mentioned a lot that I've done acting, I think. Because I know of some actors who were using stand-up to become known as actors. And I know comedians really have a problem with that, to be like, oh, you're using Thank this you for as, a, <laughs> as a springboard for yeah, other things yeah. and you have to be a purist about comedy if you want to do comedy and all that. So funny enough, those comedians are now using social media and sketches. Exactly. And to, they're on to, Netflix to TV shows. <laughs> to further their then a career, but previously they could be quite critical or sketch yeah. comedy, right? So yes. yeah, yeah, hypocrites. Yeah. But I had an opinion like that too. Like you have to choose a thing, you have to choose a lane. And are you a musician or are you a, an actor? You know, I was like, Britney Spears is now doing films? What the hell? Uh, when I was little, I just wanted that was to when I was like seven herself. or something. I just wanted no, to. No, no, this was her. back in the day when she was <laughs> okay. doing I'm not a girl. Crossroads, the movie, I think. And as a seven-year-old, I was like, why is she doing both? Can't she just choose one thing? And now I realize, like, no, we're all creatives, actually. And it's thinking, all one thing. What's the python slippery on her neck? You know, in that gay, 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 gay. Anyway, <laughs> off the track again. I'm surprised when you say people don't know, though, because there's always an acting element incorporated in your routine. That's like, true. I felt like I was always either the one thing or the other. There yeah. was not really crossover. Whereas now I feel a bit That's different. That's really funny because when you notice comedian, they think Senna is just about talking and nothing mm. else. But when you look at the really experienced professional comic, they would start to learn more physical acting, mm. facial expression. Mm -hmm. So is it really supposed to be separated? It's just performing. Ultimately, it's just performing. It is. I think knowing how to act does help stand-up. But I feel like stand-up comedians are often put in acting roles. I think just because you're good at doing stand-up doesn't mean you're good at acting. Uh, I, I, I think would take it's... that because uh, when you have to memorize your script and start comic will say, you know what, f*** it. <laughs> if I don't remember, I'll improvise. But you can't do that when you are cast. No. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the show. There's definitely shows where that's a very good skill to have. Yeah. So I'm sure if you were on Curb Your Enthusiasm, they would be happy for you to do that. to welcome you I prepared this music it should have started with it I don't know why I got distracted oh gosh is that our Eurovision song yes but you look confused because you have not heard of it 
I don't even think she's Luxembourgish. I no. think she's French. No, no. Uh, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We hired a French person to uh, enter for us. I didn't time it well because it should go straight into the bit and then uh, we can move on. Oh, this is so dramatic. Sorry. Oh, uh, right. gorgeous. Yeah, I've never heard Lost that song. Lost the connection. <laughs> I think the only time I heard that song was when I did your Eurovision gig, and I think you played it to bring me on stage. I, didn't, I just don't know the song. Because <laughs> Luxembourg hasn't been doing Eurovision since 1980-something. It's possible, but I know they stopped entering because it was too expensive to host when we won. So they were like, we don't want to host anymore, and then they didn't enter anymore. You can just deliberately not win. It's all about the money. You know, like Why would you enter a competition and try not to win? Just to get the publicity. You're hey, not going to hey, get good I, publicity. I'm on learning being Asian, okay? <laughs> Getting to a competition and not winning is very <laughs> un-Asian. <laughs> That's true. It's you said what it. English kids are taught. I was like, what? <laughs> you did say you don't actually know where you want to end up. We had this discussion. You're still kind of combined. You enjoy working. You're still exploring, finding out by yourself. And this is just part of the journey. I just, to work. be honest, I love, love, love having my hands in lots of pies. I get bored quickly if I do the same thing for too long. For me, it's absolutely gorgeous being able to do some stand-up, do some acting, do some film, do some voiceover, do all of it. I love that. And that, for me, makes my life rich. So that's what I want to keep doing. So I have no aspiration of doing live at the Apollo. But I do have an aspiration of continuously working in all of those areas. And that's the end of the therapy session. <laughs> Thank you so much. Please send me your bank details. I will make you. <laughs> it's a weird note to end on. Shall we sing? <laughs> we get through more than one hour recording on Monday morning. Hire me. <laughs> I will be on time. <laughs> Acting rose. Anything apart from OnlyFans. All right. I'll, I'll do OnlyFans as well. <laughs> Today has been unkind. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for having me. Bye.